I have this option to like have freedom or work, but I'm going to work my ass off yeah. so I can take advantage of this freedom and not lose this job. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And I will work my ass off to keep it. That's how you get great employees. That's right. You give mutual respect, and ideally, it's supposed to work just like that. Yeah, you're so, so stoked about having such a sweet job with maybe some lunch here thrown in or some free food, plus I'm on vacation. Well, I don't want to lose this job. I'm going to work my ass off to at least keep uh, things above board. Right, it's exactly. But no, uh, it doesn't work like that in most not on, places. Unfortunately, not all. Yeah, this is not a widespread phenomenon. Ideally, it would keep growing and becoming one, but right now, it's, uh, yeah. it's a very slow process. And slow moving. Can we, I mean, can I ask what do you what do you do? Is are you allowed to say that? Are you like are you like a government operative? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like is it, it's that old thing if you ask a cop if he's a cop he has to say yes. Yeah, if exactly. If you ask a government operative if he's a government operative he has to technically say yes. <laughs> No, I am not a government operative. Although if I was, I would. Uh, I'd probably wear uh, ter- more uh, shittier suits. I think. Like, <laughs> isn't that what comes with an FBI? If you ever seen FBI agents, no, the they shit brown suit. They, the money is in law. It's not in the government suits. Uh, that's for sure. Or money's in medicine, not in the government suits that you wear. Anyway, yes. No, I'm a. I'm a tech guy. I'm a operations. Um, uh, Specialist. In other words, that means I help uh, turn a lot of things that are done manually into software. The engineers nice. make the software. The CEO runs the company. The finance guys make sure the money's in order. And I tell people uh, what the customers want, and then I have them build software from it. I'm kind of like a, someone who knows how code is written, but I don't write it myself because I didn't go to Stanford and get a master's degree in computer science. But I'm, uh, I'm nerdy enough that I can speak it and enjoy it and tell engineers wow. what to do. Wow. Among other things. You tell engineers what to do. I ask them nicely. I yeah. To be fair, and, and you build and you build software. Yeah, so I I, I can I don't mind talking. I worked computer things. Worked in the past <laughs> at, at Yelp, uh, helping nice. build out the product. Um, I uh, I wasn't on the product team, but I was. Uh, that was one of my first jobs. I was like low on the ladder as an operations associate, and then uh, from there I also worked at uh, uh, Magic. I founded my own company, which failed. Ma- Magic the Gathering. Oh, that would have been nice, wouldn't it? That's yeah. the much more popular and well-known Magic. This Magic was. <laughs> The text message service that if you oh. ask them to get something done, they'll do it any way possible, and they never say no. They're like a butler. Like Postmates oh, wow. or TaskRabbit, but just text message. What? Yeah. That's an interesting concept, the new slavery. Yeah. So you type in, <laughs> you type in, you go. Text this number. You text this random number, and you're like, I need a Starbucks lot of fapa poo Yep. And they, it delivers, suddenly it's at your door. They'll say, yes, this will cost $9 plus a $4 delivery. Do you accept the charges? It'll yes, be there I within do. an hour. It's uh, like a genie in a phone. But that's a lot of money for a Starbucks. It's a, but the upcharge was crazy. Yeah, the upcharge, uh, they were fluctuating it when I left the company with like 10% or 30% upcharge. And uh, there more money is made if you like ordering like nine laptops for an office versus a latte. But you oh. do, they do both. They did both when I was there. They would do anything. They would do anything and the money is made on the big items. But yes, they do anything. Wow. I don't know so if, if you have enough that. money, it wouldn't matter anyways. You just want the thing. Yeah, because you can do things like I want to set me up with a meeting with Jennifer Aniston, which would cost you know tons of money, or or make <laughs> get me a bunch of party for thirty people, help me set up my Super Bowl party, or remind me to wake up tomorrow. You like, could do those. That's what it would do. Anything. Anything. 
How much would it cost to have? But that, what, what, who, what, you could have someone wake you up in the morning. You get an alarm. There's no alarm on your phone. You've got a smartphone and you I have would, an alarm Yeah, they'd probably, probably give you a call, like a hotel service, right? But you're right. Everyone has an alarm on their phone, so that's not really How a popular much, item. I would ask it to call me some hookers. Yeah, we've we had requests that? like that, too. Dude, I would totally do. We just, definitely have requests like that coming so through. So you're the guy that takes that idea and you're like, okay, so there's this cert. We've got to build something that goes to people's phones so that it alerts all of them in this area. Yeah. At the last company I was at, they dealt with cars and that and so my job was to say okay we have to deal with a lot of people's insurance our customers insurance uh, documents and how to keep track of when the insurance is canceled or if they didn't pay their bill how do we let the customers know and keep track of this so then I organized I helped organize a team in India that, uh, that had a routine sort of schedule we built a program that lets them keep track of all the documents sort through them on the computer instead of having to look through them manually all the time and uh, and alert us whenever there was a document problem like if someone didn't pay their bill or insurance was out of date or incorrect and so I, I helped to build software uh, around a task that normally would have just been sorting through tons and tons of papers. Wow. And so you're you're the enemy. When the solar <laughs> flare... When, well, no, it just... The, the enemy. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, when I make fun of the... When I make fun of the millennials that have the jobs that make a lot of oh, money... Oh, I'm so totally the enemy. When, yes. I, I make fun of the millennials that have the jobs that make a ton of money, but they don't actually make anything. No. So, like, and it's funny because you're valued. Your work is valued so highly, and you don't actually produce... Anything. No, the moment my computer dies, my work is has not doesn't exist anymore. Right. Right. So ah. like, so like, it's it. Th- this is the this is the Marxist thing that makes me crazy is that it's the value that the the system that we currently live in puts on your labor and your labor of non-creation is monetarily valued at an exponential rate to say something real like I make. A marijuana treat that's treats that are delicious, <laughs> and and they're real, and I make them from sugar and weed. butter and weed, and I make my own butter from butter and weed, and I have a process. It takes many many hours, hours and hours, cannot, hours. Cannot email me some weed butter, that's for sure. That's cannot real. E- it's a real product, right? And I make it, and then when I when I exchange them for other goods and services, at a, you know, they usually don't stack up or things like you know I always use the mom example even though I'm not a mom but when I when I nanny right I get paid 20 bucks an hour to hang out with someone else's most precious gem Aww. right and that's fine because they're just kids and kids are easy especially <laughs> if they're alone but um I didn't mean it like that I'm a really good nanny but that's the thing is that it's only $20 an hour and but and it's a real it's a real labor it's actual I'm actually spending time with the child I'm actually like spending time with them keeping them safe molding their brains it's a real product like I'm building a happy child but it's still these skills and labors somehow aren't and person could dig a ditch and my mom used to tell me when I was little she'd say when say? I when I didn't want to study she'd be like well the world needs ditch diggers too Pam and it's such a terrible thing to say because it devalues that person's actual labor when we build a building it doesn't just appear you have to have electricians that know the wiring that are doing that thing that have that knowledge the well, and not just well, the architect draws it out, but the, the electricians are actually doing the work. The guys that are oh, yeah. pouring the concrete, like that's that's labor. That's real. You need the janitor to like vacuum that shit, yo. You well to keep <laughs> things. Yes, there's there is actual labor that exists, and for some reason, we 
entitled, we have an entitlement thing about labor. Oh, we always have had that. Just like, you know, in my industry, bartenders just started recently getting respect. Right. Because a lot of us who are professionals who have college degrees either did not like our profession anymore right. was stressed out or the fact we couldn't find a job in our profession that would pay right. the same amount as us being in the service industry right for like three nights a week yeah exactly my buddy at dcab he works at uh doc's clock and he only has to work three days a week Cause so that, that he money. can because yeah because he makes so much money that the and other four days he gets to, to be in a band the fact that Oh, wow. You know, bartenders actually do make money, you know. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's just, it, it's, yeah, the whole cl- professionalism, I guess you can say, if that's such a word. Uh, it is. It, there is a hierarchy to it. But, but service is-, is labor, too, and it's real labor because you're doing something and you're making something happen, like cooking food, like serving the food, being a bartender, like prostituting. And I don't have a problem oh, with prostitution I at, have a problem all. at all. I, I do have a, a problem with the way in which there's so the, a lot of – I know <laughs> nothing of this, so this, just feel free to tell me I'm wrong. But that, because the way the laws are set up, it's become – it can become a dangerous avenue for many people. But it's also a freedom right. for women to – or men to enjoy, so I'm not against it. Oh, well, you're talking more like the sex trafficking stuff that's yeah. pretty scary. But yeah, and but otherwise, that, yeah, I'm for it. I'm yeah, for it. Uh, but I mean, yeah, that, that issue is, a, you know, that's pretty sad yeah. because there are everyday women who are forced into that. And there there's a really big... San Francisco and the Bay Area entirely has a big sex trafficking problem. Yeah. Um, so... But if we were to do hoeing the legal way, <laughs> regulated perhaps, regulated even. like yeah. they and do in New Orleans and like in, in Vegas, yes, with the whole there's a whole system. Funny Ranch, yeah. right? I'm I'm all for that. But that, then there's that hierarchy, which I think hoeing is a great hierarchy to be on. I've never been one, but I'm just fascinated by it. I am. I I'm absolutely fascinated by it too. And that how women. <laughs> We're all women very have, fascinated by but it. The thing is that women don't even have control over their own body in that sense because they've got a pimp. Where's the pimp coming from? But if we're talking, and also the devaluing, and we, we're prostitutes for our jobs, period. So right. this is where the hoeing comes in the factor of like everybody's a hoe. Right. You always got to suck somebody's dick, not literally, to get to a place that you want yeah. to be that successful person. You have to do some things and that get you to a point of like I'm proud to be here but I'm still having to prostitute myself to climb to this yes. certain point. There's an exchange of goods maybe your time, maybe your energy, maybe kissing ass, maybe exactly. doing things you don't want in to every really profession. Every profession. Yeah, every everything. Profession. Well, in everything. If you want to find success in every profession, it seems to be that's yeah. Right. You have to, you have so everyone's that. a hoe. That's you my hoe. <laughs> you have to eat I have that on a bumper sticker I think, somewhere. <laughs> well, Life mantra. I actually I have I have absolutely no problem with prostitution and I feel like women should be able to you marriage is prostitution duh <laughs> it's just in a strange contract situation yeah it's that's legalized what a job ownership is. it's legalized ownership yeah that's what a job is you're that's signing, what a job is that's yeah. what a job is you have to sign a contract right yeah legalized ownership home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it all goes full circle. You're signing a contract to, we basically own you in some aspect of a way. Right. You know, indentured servitude. Right. And in, you know why indentured servitude was called that? This is really funny because they 
folded a piece of paper in half. There was a indent. They indented the paper and then they ripped it in half. And one half went to the owner and one half went to the servant. I didn't know that. And so it was indented. It was the indentured. That's where they came up with that. And in the beginning, they didn't. They called everybody slaves. And then they had other ones that were called indentured. Indentured impl- implying the that there's Irish. a contract. Right? That there's a contract that you can get out of. And you have legal rights as a, a- After as a you fulfill your contract. And so the original people who were black in the United States in like 1618 and all that stuff, they a lot of them were, it sucked for them later because they were freed people who were, everything was on the up and up. They were... They fulfilled their indentured servitude and they could have done whatever. And then all of a sudden the slave trade came in and that became this huge thing for, um, for monetarily in America. And then all those people that had originally come here as immigrants themselves, just like the Irish the got a little taste of their indentured servitude in the late 1800s. Right. To yeah. Tar yeah. Tar. yeah. Uh, they know how to dance a jig. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I'm I'm reading this crazy history book right now, and so I'm learning all these weird little, bizarre facts about just terrible things that we've. There was a one thing they said they were like, well, you know, and they, how did they deal with the Indians? You know, well, one of them, one account, and there's this quote, and it's like in that weird old English, like dog is spelled with a d on the on the an e on the end, d o g e, you know. But they're saying dog. So well, they put. They put her in the town square and had her ripped to death by rabid dogs. And that's how they dispatched of the Indian woman. Like, this oh. is just, they just, wow. like, would. There's barbaric. Totally barbaric. We were, Americans are just are terrible people. So our entitlement, I'm, the reason I'm reading this book is it's about American as a language and, like, where all of our words come from etymologically and how many we stole from the Indians. Like, if we couldn't say a word, we'd just ask the Indians, like, what's the word? And they'd be like, raccoon. And you'd be like, oh. Okay, cool. It was actually like raccoon, and they're like raccoon. <laughs> great, on. like perfect pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, it's like from the earthquake. Well, it was this long and impossible. That's something. Say that one more time. Yeah, it's Please like raccoon, raccoon, skunk. So I could look it up. It's in the book. But there was even Squant. We called him Squanto, but really his name was like Tesquantum. T S Q U A N. Jonathan Steinberg. Oh no, that's not. Anyway. <laughs> and then when John Smith first encountered the um, the Indians, he used his first idea was to shield himself by his interpreter, his Indian interpreter. He stuck him in front of him. That just tells you like what what kind of people we Cowardice. white people came from. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And they're still doing it to my people too. Yeah, just get in front of me. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I, I'm I'm scared. So you you actually <laughs> have to go to work. You actually have to go to work now. You're gonna get on a plane right now. Uh, I'm trying to decide because if I if I. Uh well, yeah, I'm looking at traffic. You have to scoot. Do you do you scoot oh all the God, way I'd to love the? I to scoot. I would scoot yes. all the way to the airport if I could, but the scoots don't let you. They don't let you take them out of the city proper. Oh, can you go on the freeway with one of those? Uh, no. I would. I would not. They don't have enough horsepower. Yeah. I believe. That was wow. bad. I, unless you're trying to kill yourself. Are you? Are you? You feel comfortable on that thing in the city? You're not scared. Yes. Uh, it's not as safe as a car, admittedly, but I don't go very fast because you're not going very fast in the city. If you watch out for bumps and don't get slucked in the rain and slip and slide, you think you're fine. I've had no problems. I've only crashed once, and it was because I was going over. It's actually because I was going over a, uh, uh, you know, on the parking lots, they have those bumps that slide yes, down. Yes. I saw, I went over one, it was at night, I didn't see it, and it rained, so <gasps> it's, 
fuck? It was slickery and they had a slant, oh. so I got over and I whoop the bike slipped out from under me Damn to it. the side and I went into a ditch. Are you were you okay? You're, you're okay. You had your helmet on. I had my helmet on, scraped up my hands and knees, but otherwise walked away just fine. Uh, I was only going a few miles an hour, so oh no, that wasn't even you know that's like kind of the dangerous stuff you run into. But no, by and large, this scoot is a wonderful thing. It keeps a lot of roads off, cars off the road, uh, helps with pollution because they're all electric. Right, and you can you can drive one if you've had a DUI. <laughs> Because you don't need a license. This is a this is a thank weird you, thank you for highlighting the important side of this. They 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 wanted to beta test on me years ago in the city. I I got a DUI in 2007, and uh, I was in the city from late 2007 on. But it was 2009, and they were beta testing it in the city. Wow, they've been around for a while then. And, and they called me up and they said, "We have this new product. We're testing it. We want to see what's going on. It's called the Scoot. We're going to let you use it for free. You pick it up at these places. You can drive it around. We teach you how to do it." And I said, "Well, I, I had a DUI." And they said, "That's why we're calling you." <laughs> They're like, "You can you can have a DUI." What do you want a list somewhere? They found you. I, they found me. They must have found me on a list. Yeah, oh. from wow. my classes, my DUI classes or something. And so, I, but I said. You know what? I, I'm not responsible enough to drive even a scooter. I, I was like, I, and at the time in 2009, like I was drinking. I drank a lot. Okay. So. Well, you were honest then. Yeah, yeah. I was like, for you. I, I just said there's no, I mean, I was in graduate school. I was drinking a lot. I was taking public transportation to San Francisco State. I didn't need to, there just didn't, there was no reason for me to take a scoot. And I was, you know, I'm, af- I'm afraid of going fast and not having a car around me. And I'm afraid of cars anyways. And I don't think I'm responsible enough to operate a motor vehicle. All of these things just made me go, this just doesn't sound like it's for me. Yeah, my brazen ass goes through like splits lanes and cars on roads. Like, oh, that's, my God. I'm sure I'm going to be knocked to the side one of these days. And I'll learn some uh, learn some manners when it comes to the road. But I try, no, I try to keep etiquette. I try to keep uh, safe on the road as best I can, but I'll do things like split lanes and stuff, and I know that's not that safe. Well, anybody could open their car door, or they could swerve. Waiting for and that to happen, yeah. Smush you into another one. car. Oh, the car door thing is the scary one. That's happened to me on a bike, so... Oh. Really? Yeah. That's why yeah. I won't even ride a bike. Bikes are too fast for me. Flip it over. I flipped over like I was a gymnast. Oh my God. That yeah. is. I can imagine you cartwheeling through that was the in air. Chicago. There's nothing scarier. That, That's when a I, bike town too. Yeah. I, I used bikes. to ride a bike like all the time, and then I started having a phobia because of that accident. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. then a lot of my pe- my people, my friends, were getting hit by vehicles. So I mean, I've always wanted. I've been fascinated by the scoots, but I just I. I, I know me sometimes. <laughs> I get comfortable, and I'm like, yeah, I would be that person that would get comfortable and start splitting lanes. Yeah. And I'm like, that's stupid. Don't don't do that. <laughs> I just it, a bike's too fast, a skateboard's too fast. I walk or I take the bus. I just it's too. <laughs> and even when I'm driving around in my boyfriend's car as a passenger, like I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid of being on the bridge. I'm so afraid of other cars. He hates it. I make these noises. I'm like. <gasps> You don't like living life in the fast lane? I just, I'm afraid of dying in a car. Yeah. This is the thing. Cars are terribly unsafe, really. Human yeah. percent. And, and again, we're such the hubris of man that we think we're so fucking smart. There's so much going on. There's so much higher order thinking happening when you're driving a car that I don't think that people just don't even think about it. We let 16-year-olds do it and we're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, you've got mirrors. You're looking at things first through the front. It's not that you're just looking through, you're looking through a glass that's at an angle so there can be weird light variations. There's also, you can't see completely in front of it because there's a 
hood in front of us. You've got it yourself between the glass and the hood and the front. Okay, so then you got to think about that distance, but you're doing it all instantly. And then you've got the turn signals and the lights. <laughs> and can you see? Can you see because of the lights? But then there's those bars on the side. And now you've got mirrors. And each of your mirrors you're looking at shows distances at a different distance, right? This might be closer than they appear. This one might be farther away. This is doing. And then if someone in the back seat's looking at you through the mirror trying to talk to you, that's <laughs> insane. How you've got, you've, well, they, they've but, got, but, there's but so much going on behind but here's you. The problem. Uh. That's not even the scary part. This part is when you're supposed to be paying attention to all those things, people are texting. Right. Yes. So, so many textings. Forget about on. the drunk driving stuff, which was right. an issue. Right. Driving and texting, and walking and texting, by the way, bad thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also know that to be true. Yeah. You, you can trip on anything. Exactly. Or run into people or all the time. Run into people all the time. But and the step fact of the matter yeah. is just like, you're supposed to, that already right there is like scary enough to, I better pay attention to all these things. My yeah. surroundings. That's right. basically what you're supposed to be doing when sure. you're driving. But now, people have televisions in the car. Right. And they're texting, or and they're know, yelling at their kids, and they're talking about you, you know the guy they the fucked at work just, or whatever. That's always going to but happen. But they're they're thinking they're not even thinking about driving. If you're talking on the phone, you're thinking about something completely different. Yeah. But the drive, the whole thing is not watching, not right. looking. Right. Your, your eyes. That's why they say keep your eyes on the road. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> that is why. Um, but the fact of the matter is just like when you are texting or you're, you're looking for something on your phone you need to pay attention just like I need to pay attention when I'm crossing the fucking street right. and not trying to like be on my phone right. stupid stupid yeah, yeah, I've yeah. done that I'm one of those <laughs> I think the whole thing that boils down to is like not paying attention right and you know, I've always been afraid of. Cars. Oh, but not paying attention at 65 miles an hour. Can we? Can we? We forgot that you're also <laughs> oh, hurtling yeah, through that. space at 65 miles an hour. Just that part. Hurtling through space at rapid, rapid speeds, texting and thinking about the, the mirrors and the people, and they're all there. People are switching lanes, and you're on a bridge, and the sun, scary sun, the oh, sun, you can't see. see. Bridge at the time when you go up the thing at a certain time, and they can't see the bridge, can't see the cars, and you're like, I'm blind, I'm blind, but everyone's still driving. How? <laughs> that and then there's hills there's hills you and then there's with the bridge thing i've always had these reoccurring dreams of driving off a bridge so that so just scary. scares me all of it i just i don't understand how we as a people just have this gross faith in architecture we're like well this is the way it is everybody drives cars there we go look huge skyscrapers that just happens and is a thing bridges of course i think we just came full circle with everything that we just talked about <laughs> during this whole entire segment by well the way, done. of how nobody pays attention <laughs> no one's paying listening no one's no one's uh, is that how 45 was elected? It's because people Gino, weren't really paying attention? You weren't paying attention and you weren't listening. You're just seeing when when you when you're driving driving you have to do both right? right you have to listen you have to see what's going on you know observe and listen the thing is people weren't doing that this whole time people don't do those two things it's yeah. why people don't know how to drive anymore yeah. something yeah. basically simple that as humans we've learned to do we, you know, I disagree. It's not simple. It's a difficult, difficult task, and sim- we simplify it and well, go. It was, Sixteen-year-olds no, can do it. But I think it, it was simple at a point in time. But we made it difficult by putting all these things that we don't need in order to pay attention 
and observe what's going on around us. Well, and cars are the main thing <laughs> that brought us the freedom. That's cars and being American are something that are like synonymous oh, yeah. with one another because exactly. we're rich, so we all get a car, and cars represent this ability to at freedom. any time, yeah, to be free to freedom go wherever to you want to go. Yeah, house, right. uh, yeah, cars to get wherever you need to go. Unless and you have a passport, but you can't go nowhere. Because of the ban, yeah. good job. <laughs> oh, no, no travel. No, yeah. it's so Stuck. scary. Yeah, what are you going to use your mouse for? So if you could go <laughs> anywhere in the world, Kaysen, even something that was now yeah. elite, that we can't visit, where would you want to go? <laughs> well, I am, uh, I've never, this is so sad, I've never been to Europe before, so I'm going to Europe oh. and Paris, London, Berlin in a couple weeks. So that's the answer oh, that's question. really exciting. Is that something that I'm actually going to be able to follow through on? I'll, awesome. I would nice. go to Paris. Dude, Are you gonna I've go been to the UK. UK's dope. See? There Am- you go. Amsterdam, are you going to hit Holland up at all? I'd like to try to hit Amsterdam. If we have time, Amsterdam's Holland is cool. another, uh, yeah, Amsterdam is on our uh, on our radar if we have the time. And we're it's gonna really fun. Four or five Please days in, in London, Paris, and Berlin. So one of those days we can maybe spend it there. It'd be great. There's a train, um, actually. That's it's not long from uh, Amsterdam from Germany. Uh, it, it's an it's an awesome train. Uh, yeah. I think it takes you maybe about three or four hours. Okay. Um, and it's uh, the train you can catch um, in Amsterdam in the center of the city where everything is. Oh, very good. So, awesome. The trick just to catch the early one and take a day out to Amsterdam, or yep. you spend the night, or you just absolutely. Have the day. Amsterdam's do, the best. Do 24 hours. Yeah. When when I went to from Amsterdam to Belgium on the train and it was like a two hour ride and it was great uh, we got off the you know we are getting out of the train station and the Hogarten lady just gave us two beers a piece she just <laughs> yeah. they just it was like welcome to Brussels welcome. here's two <laughs> beers I'm gonna get loaded That's yeah awesome. and it was like I was like we're gonna double fist she's like yeah did you want for later or whatever you want yeah. it's like wow this is a cool country <laughs> I know right she just gave me beer yeah I walked <laughs> and it, their beer was so cheap there in wow. Belgium it was insane and it was all good and they all had their own individual glasses and all we did was just drink really great beer and it wasn't it was we, we We'd drink for like four hours and the bill would come and it would be like 30 euros and this was when in 2002 the um, the american dollar was higher, higher. than euro uh, yeah i think it is it back that way again i think it is as well i think it's like the 0.8 to one i can tell oh, oh yeah no that's i mean because that makes it like a dollar 20 every every euro is actually a dollar 20 it was expensive. oh dollar eight that's it's so close okay, right now close. yeah, yeah it's close. it was expensive when i went to wow it's close it's, it was better than the time when i went in 2011 how was it uh, then yeah oh my god it was like 150, 150 for a while yeah because our dollar was good. Good. was lower than the pound right so that trip was pricey but yeah. all i did was drink beer at these pubs and know what a real cider is i'm a beer junkie so uh, same here I, okay I, 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 yeah. I work at an ale house so oh really yeah i i love beer um so like i got to i, I went on my beer tour basically yeah yeah and so just had cast conditioned and had real ciders that are made from apples not that fucking sweet shit that yeah what do we what do we have like uh, apple concentrate angry orchard bullshit oh, wow. yeah, angry orchard yeah. woodchuck is another one well, do we are there aren't those malt liquors Ma- cider is ciders are not malt liquors no ciders aren't malt liquors no. but I feel like that woodchuck cider is malt liquor hmm. I don't know I don't think so oh, okay no but seagrams <laughs> Do you, remember, do you remember those things? Yes. Those things were so gross. Bartles and James. I stole remember one. Bartles I love and my James. From my grandmother once. Uh, Seagram's Fuzzy Navel. Yes. Wow. I, my mom used to drink that shit. Yeah. Uh, Terrible stuff. Latoya, where would you? You've, you've, you're a world traveler, though. You've been yeah. everywhere. Yeah, where would so you, you recommend? Would, 
Uh, she, she goes to the United Emirates quite often. Yeah, I do. I got family out there. But my aunt, she might be moving to Shanghai. So. Wow. So I hope she's not listening because I'm not supposed to tell people. Oh. <laughs> that you're moving to Shanghai? No, my aunt. Ah, she, okay. She lives in the United Arab Emirates between Abu Dhabi and Dubai. So I go out and visit her. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. They don't have to wear veils there. No. And then we drive to the country Oman and go to Muscat, which is a port city right off the Black Sea. Yeah. Oh. There, so yeah, I'm a world traveler. Yes, you are. Yeah. But no, I haven't been to Africa yet. I need to go to the motherland. Um, I've been having this really fascination of I, I've not just I haven't been to Latin America a lot. I've oh. only been to Puerto Rico and the Bahamas and Jamaica does not count. But I've looked. Sure they do. Okay, I've been parts of the Caribbean. The Caribbean. But I'm not. I need to take my Central America, South right, America, some trip. Costa Rica time, exactly Honduras, all that stuff. Where people think I actually do can speak Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. I wanna. I didn't even know where I'd go. I have no. I have no money to travel right now. Uh, but I, I. I love. I love Mexico so much. Oh, you do. I Plus just there. love Mexico. Um. I was in Cancun not too long ago. Nice. Um, but uh, my friends had like a timeshare and they gave, they let me do the lock off room with them. And I was like, oh, thank Ooh. you. What do you love about Mexico? I love Mexicans. I, I love, oh, you so love Mexicans. this one, this one time we were in Manzanillo and we went to this little town that was a little far up the coast. It was just a little drive, an hour drive or something. And the first time we went on, the, on our trip, um, they were, these guys were working on the road. And then we went back and they're still working on it. We went back like seven days later to the same place. The road was completely finished. Wow. Can they seven can we hire them for Potrero? Right. Mexicans get shit <laughs> yeah. Get, get um, them over here. Yeah, exactly. I enjoy their, I, as, as much of a safety stickler as I am, I enjoy their lack of safety. I love to see 12 people standing in the back of a pickup truck as it's driving down the road. That kind of stuff I just love. I love food. I love the. I love Mexican food. I love open markets. I love dogs with huge nipples. I like great, like, I love the ocean there. I, I don't know. I just love Mexico. I love cheap beer. I love, like, I mean, uh, uh, my favorite thing about Mexico is probably like when you sit on the beach and on it with a table with a little like, you know, umbrella thing, and then they're they're like, you know, do you want a fish? And you're like, yeah. And then they go cook you a fish, and they bring it. And it's all like grilled and a thing. Oh, yeah. And then there's cilantro and and yeah. tortillas, and you wrap it all up, and their sauce comes in a thing, and it's like so hot, and you're like, oh, somebody's grandma made it or whatever. Like, I just I love Mexico. And it's not, and Corona is not a Mexican beer. No, I like Victoria quite a bit. And El Indio, El Indio is actually my favorite Mexican beer. And it's a weird one. I think it's just starting to be imported to the United States. Nice. And Vic, Victoria kind of came around recently, recently too. Yeah, because yeah. I drank a lot of that in Cancun. But if you ever find El Indio, it's like a dark, it's almost like a Negro Modelo dark. But it's better. Nice. It's really, really good. And I, I drank a lot of one. that. I know. I'm thirsty, too. Well, that is the end of the AltaCast, everybody. We're all going to get uh, some beers after. I this. would. I have to go to work. work. I know. I would, but I have to, I'm have to. i teaching the kids tonight from 5 to 6, so I have to wait till they leave to, be to drink. Just because I would... I. I, when you're dealing with junior high age kids and you're in close quarters like this, if I smelled like alcohol at all, I would feel like I would be the worst person ever because I feel like they'd all know and I'd be like, what? I can't wait until six o'clock to have a beer. Like, come on, Pam. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like Moderation. Right. Moderation. But also when kids, 
kids know when they smell alcohol on people and there's some weird stigma about being drunk you know in the middle of the day I around know. kids I don't around understand kids. I don't get it <laughs> I know, society is very uptight yeah, I, I agree crazy. with you Pam uh, so if you would be willing to switch three and four and hit the breaker thank you for joining us on the Altcast thanks so much to Kaysen Wise thank his you. new show on Tuesdays from two to four and to always Latoya the Sheriff of Truth what? thank you again today for being a champion of truth and uh, coming up next is some call me Tim. We're supposed to have an, a guest named Mr. Eric White, but I've never met him before, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. So it should be interesting. Uh, but we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Originally, the Greek god Cupid shot his arrows not to create feelings of love between two people, but instead strong feelings. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoke it. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com This is Tushar Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, what a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruitFruitHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. 
We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street. Yep, yep, it's Bug Out Square. It's, uh, it's, let's just pretend it's Tuesday. It's, uh, six o'clock. I'm glad you're, uh, able to, uh, hear this. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that? Vigilante man, I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week in Bug House Square, I got uh, oh, I got a bunch of stuff. I got a bunch of really good records. No real theme. I just uh, just kind of what I felt today. You know, it's like what uh, the uh, situation around me and um, what I've experienced uh, guided my hands as I as I picked the records. So uh, stay tuned. It's uh, guaranteed a good two hours. I hope uh, all is well. It's been um, uh, it's been hard for a lot of folks, uh, most folks, but harder uh, for some. And those of you who, uh, well, anybody who's here, I, I'm, I'm bringing the love. So let's just let's just start there. Sleeping in some good warm place Man come along and we give him a little race Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said, unite all you working men Killed him in the river Some strange man was that A vigilante man Does a vigilante man? Why does a vigilante man carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand? Would he shoot his brother, his brother and, sister and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land Children to 
your life's complete follow me down can't you see me growing get your guns the time has come to follow me down follow me across the sea where milky babies seem to be molded flowing revelry with the one that set them free tell all the people that you see it's just me
shoes. I'm friends with the president, I'm friends with the Pope. We're all making a fortune, selling that is dope. Sitting here in Queens, eating goodbye beans, wearing all my magazines, golden down Thorazines. We ain't got no friends, our troubles never end, no Christmas cards to send. in store Should I phone once more No, it's best that I stick to my tune I get along without you very well Of course I do 
perhaps in spring But I should never think of spring For that would surely break my heart Into
Humpty Dumpty's as sweet as the punch. Video and I will be watching. Here we are. 
23. Nobody you meet could ever see the loneliness there inside you. Hey there, Georgie girl, why do all the boys just pass you by? Could it be you just don't try, or is it the clothes you wear? You're always window shopping, but never stopping to buy. So shed those dowdy feathers and fly a little bit. Hey there, Georgie girl, there's another Georgie deep inside. Bring out all the love you hide, and oh, what a change there'd be.
Yeah, that's Van Morrison. It was uh, <laughs> coming back to you. We're uh, yeah, we're a little over time here, but I was tempted to just keep going, you know. Uh, but I, I wasn't that tempted. Um, although I'm totally like I don't have anything queued up or anything. I was trying to. I was kind of fishing through contributors because uh, I haven't put out any kind of uh, notice in the last few weeks. Um, arg, arg. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, this is Bug Out Square. It's uh, something we do here every uh, Tuesday at 6 to 8 um, in the past. Um, but we're do, we're going to do, uh, you know, things are going to, things, things will... Uh, uh, progress and uh, yeah they will progress so um, yeah so I'm doing the show from the from the home studio uh, these days uh, I miss um, I miss the corner of 21st in Florida and the beautiful mission where it's always flat and sometimes sunny I miss the fact that I would keep the door open all the time and invite people to come in and to use the washroom or uh, wash their hands and the fact that there was only running hot water. Um, there was no cold water available, only hot uh, to wash your hands. I miss uh, just people going by and coming in and, and contributing that way. It's kind of different now, you know, because I'm kind of sequestered here. And, I mean, I've got, there's a couple of people around, but I'm, almost, you know, I don't really, I'm trying to, like, not um, uh, encroach <laughs> their spaces. Uh, so, just playing music. And, um, but, um, that was an awesome set. Uh, I hope uh, that, uh, uh you're doing acceptable. Uh, me personally, um, I, I have my health. I'm breathing, uh, food in the belly. Uh, I'm able to to work, which is huge, man. Just the fact that I can go to work. Like work isn't a drag enough. It's just, <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, uh, I'm going to work, but yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's work though. That's why they call it work. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole shit of things. Um, all I can say is, is, uh, uh, just try to, <laughs> try to be, to, to be decent to one another, right? Is that, that, I think that's like a, a super, um, important place to start. And then you, you you work out from there, you know. But you start if you can be like good to your the person you live with, because um, if you can't, or the person you live next to, then it's like you got to like think about that. It's like why, you know, why am I not getting, you know? So you may have to work on yourself, you know. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Um, uh, that's what I've been told anyway. <laughs> I need to work on myself, so. I'm working out. Let me grab these records. All right, that was a, that was a really good set. I just kind of uh, stretched my legs on that one. Uh, we had Neil Young in there, um, Harvest, off the title cut there, off that record. Uh, the Seekers, Georgie Girl, uh, that song. 
that song just cracks me up. It's just so like, um, like if you're coming from the angle of like uh, consumerism and cheese, it's like bad. It's like I don't know. Georgie had it going on before uh, uh, she was Georgie girl. Um, uh, big time it was Peter Gabriel off the So record. That's a good tune. It's uh, I always liked that. That was a song that was like I heard that and. I was like, you know, I bet you this Gabriel guy has got a sense of humor. Um, Brian Eno, before that, from the uh, 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 Before and After Science, we did uh, Backwater, played. Uh, Tito Puente, this is an awesome record. This is an awesome record. We did um, uh, the big hit, you know, whatever it was. Tito Puente, I'm sorry, that is a big one, but... Uh, the writing's small, but I can't. Um, Elvis Costello we did in there. Uh, something about... Um, hold on, hold on. Eh, the writing's so small. <laughs> it's off his... Uh, uh, this year's model, I believe. Um, this year's model, yeah. Uh, the Association, Along Comes Mary. Uh, that's, just, uh, that's just a well rounded out tune as a pop song that's that's good those are things i look for uh uh the funkadelics uh standing on the verge getting it on <laughs> it's just like an awesome go-to uh english settlement uh xtc this is just a, a brilliant record it's uh it's a double record and uh it's really uh, quite an achievement and we did uh jason and the argonauts see yeah, off that um rolling stones uh, no expectations uh that was uh brian jones who was a founding member that was like the last tune that that he ever like really did anything on and he played slide on that so that was uh, that's what kind of it raises the hairs on my neck um Hank Williams, Your Cheating Heart, we did. Uh, I got this record. It's like The Golden Dream of Hank Williams. And it's a double record. Man, I think I got it for like a dollar. And it was pristine. It was awesome. That's one of my best. <laughs> that's one of my best flea market finds. Uh, Elliot Smith, we did um, uh, Clementine off his, um, oh, shoot. I think it's his first record. Uh, Chet Baker, we did in there. Uh, the Ramones. We had the Velvet Underground um, doing um, Getting to See the Light. Uh, John Lennon, Crippled Inside. The Doors, Tell All the People. And we opened up with the, uh, from the soundtrack of Billy Jack, One Tin Soldier. Man, that just, that, uh, that song just says it all, right? Um, Let's just just let's just try to get along, man. That's all I'm saying. Hold on, let me put these down. Uh, so a segment we do here is called Rise from the Basement because it's no lie. In the basement, we're miles apart. No surprise, going to rise from the basement. What it is, it's uh, home record. It's any style, any genre just has to be recorded. Where you live, where you sleep. Ah, those sort of things. Um... I uh, I usually have something tuned, uh, uh, queued up, and I don't. I was looking for a thing, and I kind of um, uh, I kind of uh, got 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 away from me here. But um, 
So what I'm doing is I'm just like I'm going back. I didn't put out an uh, uh, an article. Or what do you call it, an article? <laughs> I just put out an advert. As far as that, I usually do like uh, I don't know, maybe once a month or so. But it's been a while since I've done it. So I'm kind of going back. Um, oh, these squats, squats, and that was like trippy stuff. Ah, Ojai. All right, this is uh, this is Ojai. He's been. He's been uh, uh, contributing for uh, a long time. He's a very spiritual dude. Uh, I love this man. He just he's he, he's uh, born and raised around here, and um, he's just got a super uh, um, chill kind of philosophy. And uh, he, he makes some really good music. This is channeling Sun Ra. It's a uh, space funk jazz. Or you may say space jazz funk. I don't know. Um, let's do it. Let's just do this one. It's um, Ojai in edutainment. If you dig this, Oji edutainment. Let's see, I'm gonna turn that up. We got that. I'm touching that. The dots are going. Always a good sign. Yep, the dots. <laughs> Listen to the music that can do things for you 
past, present, and future, all the way to the end of truth, into the world of myth. And then you got it made because you, you stepped into the realm of impossibilities. And what this man needs at this point is for something impossible to happen to have to show a better way. Better way.